welcome to the Arizona Pickleball League Podcast. Presented by Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good. And now, your hosts, Ashley LaRue and the Orchard Security Guy. Good evening, Arizona Pickleball family, and welcome to the Week 12 post-game podcast. I am here with none other than the Orchard Security Guy to talk about this epic match tonight. What a night. Wow. Number four taking over number one. Yeah. There was some some good, good playing pickleball tonight. That's for sure. Really good playing. And speaking of, that's why we have our MVP, Monica Pikarski, here tonight. Hi, everyone. She absolutely slayed this evening. Thank you. Well done. I mean, this is your second match. You came in later in the season. Mm -hmm. You you only had one under your belt here Mm -hmm. at the Orchard, and you became the MVP tonight. (laughs) And it was so fun to watch you play. Thank you. How do you feel? I'm so full of emotion. There's so many different emotions. I like want to cry, want to laugh. Like I don't know how to feel. Um, Maybe both at the same time. Yeah, I think it's like I just love pickleball so much, and that how much the sport has given me that here go crying. Um, that um, winning as a team here, it just it shows that it's not about individuals. It is about going in there, having game plan, and coming out any way possible to win. Yeah. So, yeah. You nailed it. The team aspect, I think, is something that makes it so special, mm-hmm. right? It, like, makes you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And it was really fun to see the energy between you and your teammates here mm-hmm. tonight, encouraging each other and just grinding away and executing yeah. your game plan. And yeah. it, it worked. Well, it wasn't a ro- talk about a rocky start. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about, I think it was 6-1 to start the game. Um just some nerves and or whatever women? it might be or in the very first quarter. Oh, it was? And then tell, okay. you guys took timeout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you guys say in the timeout? We just have to play pickleball. That is literally it. So I think this environment, yes, there is the time clock, but you have, like, I was like, we're not going to look at the time. We don't care what, how much time we have left. We're just going to keep playing pickleball. And that's all we did. So then we just kind of let everything else go. And then I... Pesta just became like an animal and I was just like my job is to set him up and get out of his way and so that's what I did and stand there get ready to earn it yes mm-hmm. and you did it so well thank you and and that's the cool thing too you know you're a, you're a team player mm-hmm. you're not worried about how many balls he's getting versus how many balls oh, you're no. getting you're there to work together mm-hmm. and to do what works right exactly so if something wasn't working we weren't going to do it anymore so Basically, we had a game strategy. It wasn't working. Took a timeout, changed it, came back, and went on a tear. So Yes, you yeah. did. Speaking of, so you played the first quarter and the third quarter. Mm-hmm. It was 9-20 in that first quarter. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, 20 to 9, <laughs> yeah. rather. And then 20 to 12 in the third. Yeah. So you had 40 points between the two to mm-hmm. 21. You guys absolutely crushed it. I mean... You couldn't miss. Oh, I did a little bit at the beginning of women's. I will say that 15-minute break um, when you play first and then yes. you have to play again, your your feet and your brain and your arms just don't all work together that first, like, minute. So I also had to take another time out, take a deep breath, calm down. And I was like, again, just play pickleball. 
also. Yeah, and speaking of timeouts, we did notice that you initiated a couple <laughs> of those. Like you yeah. knew it was time, mm -hmm. and you weren't afraid to call it, and I think right. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it looked almost like in women's when you did take the timeout. Chris uh -huh. was like, "Wait, wait a minute, we don't oh, need a timeout." Oh, she did not want to. And you're like, at Look, all. I, "I need." Yeah, I was like, "I need, I need one though." Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's because, great. You know, sometimes like especially playing Simran and Dana, they're my friends. I play with them every week, so it's a different mindset I have to get into. I was like, you know, I went to hit a ball, hit into the net because I see Dana in front of me because it's not a competitor, it's my friend. And right. I was like, take the time out and realize like you're here to do a job and you're here to win, mm -hmm. even though they're your friends. You can be friends right after the match. So so it's kind of like that, uh, put a mask on yourself yes. so that you can assist others. Right. And of course that comes into play because yeah. your other job mm -hmm. or your main job is your flight attendant. Right, yeah. So mm -hmm. I think you're applying that to other areas of your life. And right. It works. Yeah, this is way more fun, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and speaking of friends, it's like uh, Takako of the mm -hmm. Puri Pythons said such a awesome little nugget of wisdom, and mm -hmm. I'll never forget it, but she said in tournaments, I don't see faces. Right. Because oftentimes you are on the other side of the net from mm -hmm. a friend. Yeah. Because the pickleball community is a tight-knit group. Right, you exactly. Know? And uh, I have struggled with that myself. Mm -hmm. um, it just... It can get in the way. So. Like, yeah, for sure. Or it makes you like have that three-second hesitation, and that's where you make the errors. Because instead of just flowing through, you take that three seconds, change your mind, don't just go with the game plan you had, and then you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But I'm really just, I'm proud of our team. Like, I'm really happy that everyone got on board and everyone agreed that in order to win this thing, we have to be a team. Yep. End of story. Done and done. So, Well, well played. So I want to dig in a little bit more on quarter three along those same uh -huh. lines you were talking about because this is the first time yeah. here that you've played with Krista. Mm -hmm. And she is from out of town. Correct. You played with Dana, mm -hmm. Sim. Yeah. Did you guys get a chance to practice? What yeah. was the strategy? Talk us about what, what were some of the things you guys wanted to do against those two because mm -hmm. they were... What was their record so far? And I think they won every single women's um, match. Except maybe? for one. I think there okay. were three and one. They lost to the Pythons. Yes. Okay. So On not only second. won, but dominated. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what was the strategy, especially after the quick timeout? Mm -hmm. um, well, basically, Krista's forehand, or her backhand is so powerful. Yes. So yes, technically it's a forehand, the person on the left forehand ball. But I was like, you take them. Like and set yourself up or set me up because yes, I can drop, but I can't rip that thing. So I just, I let her come into my space and make it a shared space. And I think it worked out beautifully because either they're trying to go behind Krista or then cause a little chaos. So I think it was a new shot maybe like Dana and Simran weren't used to seeing because I sure wasn't used to seeing it playing against her when we were practicing. So um, <laughs> I think I was like, if you have a weapon, use it. And Absolutely. I'll be there to back you up or clean up or do whatever I need to do. So You guys were a great team. Too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think sometimes, like, being the beta makes you the alpha in the team situation, if that makes sense. It so, makes sense. Yeah. It's like, I don't know where I heard this from, but it's like, if the man is the head of the household, the woman is the neck, and the neck steers the heads, yeah. so, you know. That's what I felt like. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he hasn't heard this before. Oh. <laughs> so, what was that you said again? If the if the man is the head of the household, mm -hmm. 
The woman is the neck. And the next year's the head. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of um, the chickens, I noticed you did something different OSG tonight. Uh, when both teams were out of timeouts, you went and confiscated one of the chickens and took it off the court. Can you explain why? I do think the Scorchers had one timeout left. We did, yeah. So they were trying to save the clock, which mm -hmm. was a smart move with about three or so minutes left in the game to try to get some more points. And mm -hmm. so when they pulled off their last timeout, I wanted to make sure there was no confusion, get the chicken out of their hand, put mm -hmm. it in a safe place, put it over here on the table. I mean, there's no too confusion. much temptation to there throw is. it. Right. He had it in his hand. I'm like, I just took it right out of his hand. and. So you took it out of it. Matt Stagger's hand. Yes. Now, he often cradles it like it's a security blanket out there. How did he react? He was not happy. I, I mean, there was a couple tugs on it, but then he's, I said, you don't have any timeouts. Yeah. It's done. Release the chicken. Let it mm -hmm. go. I mean, Tempe was smart. Like, I could see, like, the minute, like, they either, you know, they were very conscious of the clock, and I could see them, they're like, we're going to take our timeouts here, here, and here. Yep. And so you can't get in a flow if, you know, you take a timeout every one minute. So. Right. Yeah, that was, was smart. a smart strategy. I mean, mm -hmm. it was about all they could do at that moment. Yeah. Um, because you guys just had so much momentum. Right. Ultimately, it didn't work. Right. I will say that last minute of every quarter, chaos can happen. So, yes. like, I don't know if you noticed, my team was not happy with me, but I took a timeout, like, 55 seconds in quarter two, and they were not happy I did that. But I was like, I don't want something to, you know, snowball, where I'm like, we have a timeout, might as well take it. Mm -hmm. Then whoever has to serve now has to serve after a timeout, and that puts more pressure on them than just... Letting, letting the train run. Because you can get, you know, 10 points in a minute if you really think about it. Absolutely. So. And actually, Ben Johns gave me a great piece of advice when I played my very first tournament. I said, do you have any tips for me? Mm -hmm. And he said, take all your time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Always take all of your time out. Right. I was like, okay, I, I can do that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you, you followed that advice well, and, you know, who better to listen to? Right, exactly. Yeah. The other thing I noticed when you did play mixed, and you had a couple of them, mm -hmm. maybe more than two or three, we kind of camped out over there on oh, the yeah. sideline. Oh, why not? It's and Pessa. Pessa, <laughs> you got the court. Mm -hmm. And it actually, at least three, do you yeah. remember? Probably three or four. Is, now, is that something you guys have been practicing since first mm -hmm. part of May? Because you haven't really been with right. able to practice a lot. Yeah. Is that something, as you came on the team, you said, hey, guys, let's get together a little more often, mm -hmm. whether it's here yeah. or whether... You go somewhere else. Also, because I know Simran's game, she has this amazing dink that will hit a right-handed player's like uh, left foot. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, she is not getting one of those on me today. Like, it is not happening. She already, like, forehand rolled me in women's, which was absolutely embarrassing. But <laughs> I was like, it's not happening. So, like, in order to basically eliminate that shot for her, that's why I went and stood there. Because it's like... She can't have it then because I'm either going to miss that to the net or I'm going to flick it at her and she's going to hit me. So um, that was more strategy of who I was playing. Um, but I do love to Ernie. i got to say it's so much fun. <laughs> Isn't it so satisfying? <laughs> and the ones you had were just so, like, authoritative mm -hmm. and it was just yeah, beautiful. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, if I get to do an Ernie, hopefully it's not coming back. You know what I right. mean? You so, placed him well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your pre- and post-game um, rituals. Do you have anything that you do to, like, psych yourself up, prepare your body? Like, 
any tips? So I do a whole like uh, stretching and uh, warming up that takes about 30 minutes before I play. And I also listen to the loudest music in my car possible um, while driving. Oh, that driving was you here. out there. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh, definitely like old school two thousands like R and B rap, and I just have to bump it just to get myself pumped up and get my energy where it needs to be. That's um, awesome. But I'm telling you, stretching is like key. It really helps prevent injury, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of players, especially rec players, they don't think about it. I right. may be guilty of this myself because you think, you know, I mean, we're just going to like play mm-hmm. a little pickleball and then all of a sudden you go to hit a backhand, you know, drive and you're yeah. tweaking your back and you're out for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing at the level that you are, you can't afford to be out like that. So it's right. smart to spend the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing also that we know Tempe practices a ton and they're very strategic on how they approach their matches here. And I really thought you guys' plan coming into this was actually a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you executed it. Yes. Um, knowing that they put such a good plan together and mm-hmm. very specific on how they're going to play, you guys yeah. were able to adapt. And the plan that you had, whether it was with you hanging over there and has to do your thing right. or the strategies. Mm-hmm. Is that something you guys spent a little bit more time on coming into this week than you'd had? I in the past? was all about it. I that's all we all we did for the last like couple days. Um, we've been practicing like every day. Um, was we are going to study our opponents and we are going to execute what we have in our bag before they're allowed to execute what they have in their bag. So if we're one step ahead of them, then they're always going to be on the defensive when we can be on the offensive. Um, so I think it was, if you don't communicate, you don't talk as a team, like, and you're not all on the same page, how are you supposed to win? Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, so. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you know if, if the team as a whole, like the Scorchers, ha- have you done more practicing since you joined the team yeah. than prior to? Mm-hmm. Because I definitely can tell a difference between, yeah. you know, um, the difference between the teammates and just like the energy mm-hmm. and it seems like it's just more together instead of just a little bit more, I don't know, chaotic. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. Because it seems like you're kind of the person that has mm-hmm. initiated that. And I think it made all the difference out there. Today. Yeah. Again, because you can be a bunch of great individuals, but the re- like, again, the reason that Ben and Colin win everything is because they win and lose as a team. They do. End of story. Done and done. Like, yep. And they drill endlessly, mm-hmm. they practice, they study their opponents, right. and all the things that you just said. Mm-hmm. That's the key to success. Yeah. And so. take their time out. And they, take, and their they take their time Well, they actually don't. Yeah, they don't. Now, when he was giving me that advice, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it necessarily applied to the number one player in the world. Oh, right. Yeah. He's allowed to not follow that advice, mm-hmm. but for mere mortals, you know. Right. In general, it's a good yeah. idea. When you're ahead all the time, you usually don't have to take timeouts. Maybe that's why. Correct. Right? Okay. Good point. Well, on that note, mm-hmm. this has been an epic evening. We are so excited for the Orchard it. Championship Cup oh. next Tuesday. I'm sure you guys will be studying and practicing yes. and everything pickleball between now I and then. I am going to take on Takako's lob because I actually lobbed tonight. So bring it yes. on, Takako. <laughs> All right. Well, you know she's bringing it out. Oh, I know. So I just have to... Figure out how to handle that because her lob is going to be something that, again, not everyone sees all the time. So. Yep, that's mm-hmm. true, and it's deadly accurate too. Yep. 
Really good. Do you have any last parting words for us, OSG? I do have some parting words for us. Pick and ballers. It was an unbelievable weekend this weekend, and, and I ended up trying several, several new life experiences. And I want to start off with the first one that was uh, for the first time I went into a VPN certified pizza from Fat Olives. Okay, what is VPN? For Kaya Pizza Napolitona? Yeah. There's only one out of 96 in the United States. And what that means basically is everything is flown in from Italy. The Demaniazon di Original Controllata, or DOP. For you and I, that's mozzarella. Freshly ground tomatoes daily. And even the ovens have to be flown in from Italy. Number two, same weekend, was another exquisite establishment called Altria. And by the way, it is one of the few restaurants that is OSG certified. Knives, forks. I was there and I was looking over the menu and I thought to myself, why not try something new? So, duck with beet salad it was. Finished it off with an interesting bone marrow dish. Quite good. In which, afterwards, the staff suggested a bone marrow whiskey luge. Mm. That'll make your hair stand on your arms. But the next morning, I was sitting out on the deck, smelling the fresh cut grass being mowed on the golf course, having a puppy corn cobbing my air, hair on my arm, and a few bouts of some train brain and I thought to myself this experiment with new things is something everyone should try in their pickleball game experiment like try a cut serve maybe a two handed backhand or try dinking either with a top spin or cut spin anything to make help that game Take it to the next level. But when you do pull off that new shot for a point or maybe even a match, give a little chef's kiss and say, 